and welcome back to G&T, the only podcast where we try gin and tea and talk about other beverages that we might enjoy as well. You know, they're not better, but they're still good. I'm your host, Sophie, and I am joined today by... Me, Craig, as always, your stunning, cunning sidekick. (laughs) I'm looking forward to all of these every week now with your new ones. (laughs) And we're also joined by a very special guest today. We have Glenn. Hi, Glenn. Oh, Glenn, we can't hear you. Hello. <laughs> yep, now we can hear you. <laughs> there was that moment. <laughs> Great start. That's fine. No, it's okay. We, we, we got through that. How are you doing, Glenn? Doing pretty good, yeah. How are you? I'm good. And you, Craig? Yeah, I'm all good. I'm just glad that we've managed to wheel out another one of our friends to celebrate our narcissism. <laughs> that's a lovely way to put it uh we, we are still open for guests it's just we have asked people and everyone has agreed so that's very nice <laughs> for us as well i have have enjoyed listening to the podcast though tried a few teas on the back of it so Ooh. would you say that our podcast has changed your life glenn in a, in a way in a tea sort of way <laughs> oh well that's good to know it's changed my life because i now have all these different teas and i now know from from last week a tea that i hate so that that's exciting for everyone but we'll start with the question before we go on to tea chat of gin or tea glenn which one tea definitely that was quick (laughs) well i've had a lot of time to think about this because i knew it was coming came prepared that that that's great and it's just because there are many things. If I couldn't drink gin, I could drink rum, I could drink whiskey, I could drink any number of other drinks, but nothing really fills the role of tea. Not even coffee? Um, no, I do drink tea and coffee kind of in equal measure, but it's, I'd, if I had to cut tea or gin, it would be tea. No, it would be no. It would it would be dinner. I would. Talk about that. I'm not sure that's a Freudian slip or not. Um, I, I have to say that that as we as we go on, I am appreciating tea more and more. Mm. And yeah, the, the tea kind of before it was like gin, like way up to this side. But but you know, tea's now catching up with mm. what I might pick. So you know, good on tea. But I think that's then three for. Tea and two yep. for gin? Yes. Tea is winning. Glenn is firmly in my camp on that one, I'm afraid for you. <laughs> yeah. No, it, no, it's fine. No, like I said, I, I'm appreciating tea more and more. So I may eventually, you know, uh, I don't know, stab gin in the back and leave. I don't know what, what phrase I want there. <laughs> That's a bit <laughs> Leave dramatic. the gin camp. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I will, but we never know. Never know. So, Glenn, you have come today. We can, we can see behind you. I know no one can see with lots of teas. What kind of tea have you enjoyed? What have we inspired you with? Well, teas, I've been, you've inspired me to um, drink the, well, the one I did try because I knew you were going to have it was the Lapsang Suchong. Mm. Yes, we tried. That you've already Yeah, we tried that last week. Um, Like I said, it was like a smoky barbecue hitting you in the face and then running away. I I stand by that comment. I never finished that cup. Um, (laughs) I would would, um, disagree slightly. Okay. And that I'm not sure it runs away particularly (laughs) fast. It kind of like 
<laughs> yeah, it lingers. It, it lingers. You know, with some teas, I often think that whether that sort of blends of the same ingredients, sometimes it can be a little bit difficult to tell the difference mm. sometimes between some of them. But no, that one was that was easy. I could spot that one and line up. No problem. <laughs> yeah, you could smell it a mile off. Like the packet's still in my cupboard. I can smell and my kitchen stank of it while I cleaned the manatee out for several days afterwards. So we should explain. Um, yeah, I wasn't impressed. The reference to the manatee there, Sophie, for anybody who hasn't. You haven't got a kitchen manatee that you fill with all your trash. I mean, it's not a living creature. No, no, it was a manatee strainer, T is in T-E-A, that I had bought that we mentioned on last week's podcast. I bought some strainers in the shape of manatees to put loose tea in, and I put an Epsom Sujon in the loose tea manatee strainer. So when I had to dig all the tea leaves out of the strainer to clean it, I was glad I'd bought five because when I sent the picture to Craig of the strainer, he's like, why have you bought five? And I bought five because it was cheaper than buying one from a different supplier. Uh, yeah. And as we all know, manatees should only be filled with carrier bags in the Florida Keys. Car uh, I'm not even going to go there. Carrier <laughs> bags. They should be filled with sea grass and nice vegetables because they're vegetarian. That's what they should be filled with. What tea are you drinking tonight, Glenn? <laughs> <laughs> well, Swiftly on. I have, I have, well, I have one, uh, two teas, one which is more of a novel tea, um, which is this breakfast tea toast and jam. Ooh. And it's not quite sort of Obviously meant to be strawberry jam, but not particularly toasty. <laughs> I mean, so it's disappointing in that they've over-promised and under-delivered, under <laughs> but it's actually quite nice. But the marketing department has overextended themselves, although I bought it. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've done their job. <laughs> Depends what they were going for, really, with that. But you bought it, and that's something. <laughs> you saying that phrase reminds me yeah. of you back in the wine shop when you were saying uh, under-promise and over-deliver. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that tea did the opposite. Yes. But um, it is a, it's a Yorkshire tea. Um, so it's just Yorkshire tea with a sort of strawberry flavour. So if that appeals... It does sound is interesting. Is it almost... Fruit tea like, or is it just tea with hints of strawberry? The strawberry flavour is probably reasonably strong, a bit sort of fruit tea like. So, yeah, if you don't like a sweet tea, it's maybe not not for you. But it's not greatest. <laughs> okay, it might not be one we add to the list then, Craig. If it's not. I don't know. I, think, I think it would be interesting. I think wait until you've tasted the tea that both you and I are tasting tonight to That's um, true. before you make any judgment on Glenn's jam tea. <laughs> okay, well, that kind of seems a nice lead. So Craig and I are trying one of the teas from our box, which we'll talk about because then I'm, we'll hold the suspense for Glenn's other tea because I do want to know what it is. Mm. But this tea, uh, do you want to introduce it, Craig? Yeah, so this is from the, I can't remember if we said, Wittards of Chelsea collection, their, what's it, Discovery Tea collection we're on, or I can't remember. 
It is indeed. I'd also like to point out again, we are not sponsored, endorsed, or otherwise affiliated with Guitards either or any other kind of branding. We are just here enjoying stuff and telling you what it is in case you want to also sample it. Yeah. So this tea that we are drinking is the English Rose Tea, which is a black tea with 6% rosebuds in it. Um, only six. Only 6% and some flavouring as well. Um, so I can tell you a little bit about rose tea in culture. Uh, rose, tr- rose tea mixed. Well, you can get rose tea in different forms. You get rose tea where it's just rose petals steeped in hot water. Um, and that's really good for your skin and all this kind of wonderful complexion stuff. Apparently, it's good for um, women who have menstruation issues. Um, but I'm not sure how much of that is backed up by the science or how much of that is image because roses are very feminine and therefore, you know, the, the old medieval, if it looks like something, it treats that thing in your body. So if it looks like a, an ear, it'll treat an ear problem. I think it goes back to that. Roses are really pink and feminine traditionally. And the traditional view would be then that this tea would be good for women's problems, uh, if I can say that in the 21st okay. century. But uh, actually drinking black tea, so in this case, this is a Chinese black tea um, with rose petals and rose buds through it. And in this case, it's Rosa Gallica. Um, that goes back to the early Ming Dynasty. So they were drinking that for about 600 years in China. And there is some scientific evidence to back up a little bit of what folklore and herbology have said about the tea. Um, however, the volumes and the percentages of the different elements versus the quantity of liquid would mean that we would have to drink so much of this tea to actually get any of the health benefits. So there's a little bit question mark over it. It's kind of like the uh, a tiny drop of, of oil in a massive glass of water. How much are you actually getting that sort of like homeopathy? Um, this is ironic that I'm downing this because I <laughs> my backing is uh, ethnobotany, herbology kind of stuff. And uh, my whole dissertation was based on tinctures and how people in China were using different things for different things. <laughs> However, um, what the science has shown is that drinking, bla- uh, drinking Chinese tea, which has this um, rose in it, uh, it helps for the treatment towards the treatment of dementia and seizures, so mental health, uh, helps relaxation, it reduces uh, use severity to allergies, um, it's antibacterial, apparently also improves insulin resistance and helps towards the treatment of liver disease, which might be of interest to some people. And um, of course, black tea itself has a laxative and digestive uh, effect. And black tea has been shown to be anti-cancerous. So combined together with the benefits that the rose would give you, if you were just drinking rose, which are complexion, skin, um, radiance, and menstrual treatment, um, overall, it seems to be a fairly medicinal tea, but you would need to drink quite a lot of it to get to get the effects. As far as a nice tea, which we are about to taste, I think it's really nice. That's great. Like, you've sold me on the tea. Has has Craig sold you on it, Glenn? Yeah. Well, it sound, it was sounding so good. I was waiting for the for the <laughs> butt to be like, 
I mean, it has all these things, but it doesn't taste very nice. So That's true. And also, like you were saying with the peppermint tea the other week, whether it was like that and doesn't do what it says it does, but this one seems to, which is interesting. It wasn't the peppermint tea. It was the green tea um, That's it. that we had. Because peppermint tea actually is good. All the things that it says it does, it does. Oh, well, wrong way around. Still, still a green colour, but green tea, peppermint What do you tea. think of this tea, Sophie? I can see that you're sipping on it there. It's nice. Like, I, I got the tea bag out the box and it smelled... You said it smelled like... like um, <laughs> Don't bring me down. I suppose. <laughs> yeah, because I, I can tell. It, it reminds me... Oh, you, you both wouldn't have experienced it, but when you're younger and people don't know what to buy you, they just buy ladies like you know, a, a cosmetic set with like shower gel and stuff. And sometimes it smells like this tea bag smells. You just get that really strong kind of floral scent or whatever products they've decided to buy you. So that's why it reminds me that all like sometimes um, your granny's house smells of, of this floral scent. So I got that, but a little bit of milk was added. It was actually really nice. It's got that kind of almost fruit tea-esque note, but then it's got the tea coming through the back. So I think it might be quite similar to your jammy tea, Glenn. I'd recommend trying this because it's got that fruit. It's almost like strawberries. It's red fruit. I wouldn't, I'd have eaten a rose. I wouldn't eat a rose. Don't know what they taste like, but... Me me either. I have. They're gross. (laughs) I don't normally like rose flavouring. I think it's a very strong flavour. You get it in lots of Middle Eastern food and I really don't like it. Um, However, I totally agree with you. I think this tea has a kind of... and, and this is why I mentioned it. It's, it's kind of like a strawberry fondant taste. It's got the sweetness and this fruitiness. Um, black or or with milk. I, I actually really, really rate this. And it's a tea that I was expecting to hate. Really? Mm-hmm. I'm quite shocked. Had you not tried it before then, before we bought this box? Uh, no, I hadn't. I, In fact, I would have gone out of my way to avoid it. That's how much I hate rose oh. flavour. Well, it, that's great then that we've actually enjoyed it and, and really quite right. Like definitely, Glenn, I would say give this tea a try if we're trying to sell you more tea. Um, hopefully when we can all meet we again, can we can send you some, some tea, ba- bags. tea bags. Yeah, we'll send we'll send special delivery tea bags because yeah. the set came with 20 of each, which is quite a lot to get through. Right. Look, if we've learned one thing is if you're going to flavour something with rose, for Craig, make sure it's only 6%. <laughs> yeah. If you get to 10, it's too much. Go to 7, it's too much. 6.1? I might go up to 6.3. <laughs> or 6.T. Oh. Ah. Wow. oh! The puns, the puns. Here with the jokes. <laughs> but yeah, I'm definitely interested in trying that one. Yep. It sounds like it's got lots of health benefits, potentially. Although you say how much you would need to drink it. I could easily drink seven cups of tea a day. <laughs> I think that's wow. getting there, I, yeah. <laughs> I would not, I'd just be running to the toilet drinking that much tea. Too much tea. Okay. Yeah, between tea and coffee of a day, which I mix up, <laughs> I can easily Do you mix up <laughs> as in them. the toffee that I mentioned in a previous episode? <laughs> Uh, no, not, I'm not. I'm not thought of your toffee. Although, I do sometimes, you know, use the same cup. I'm not constantly putting it in the dishwasher, but not only because I don't have a dishwasher. But exactly. Thank also, you, Glenn. And also, I have to say, when my partner heard that recording, Sophie, she said, "Well, that's not very environmentally friendly, is it?" <laughs> 
No, it's not. I probably should reuse the cups. But if the dishwasher, it doesn't go on every day. It's like several days build up. It goes on maybe once, twice a week. So I have that many mugs. It's not really detrimental to that sense. You do have a lot of mugs, that's for sure. Yeah, I have a whole cupboard full, which is where when I have, they they fit nicely at the moment, but any more mugs will put it over the top. (laughs) Oh, that's going to scupper my plan to buy you 40 mugs for your wedding gift. Yeah, no, no more mugs. I'll get in trouble. I've been told no more mugs unless you chuck some out. So we're at mug capacity. But yeah, English Rose is good. Jammy tea, not so good. What other tea have you got, Glenn? You said you had another tea delight for us to find out about. So, well, I have this is a, a, a pretty basic tea. Um, it's just, well, I'm also because it's a Scottish breakfast tea because I'm interested in whether, you know, blends for different kinds of water, specifically Scottish water, are really a thing, if that's a real science, or whether... Um, it is. It's you can marketing. You can see us nodding, but I, I definitely think it is. I think I mentioned before that if I drink tea down in England where I grew up, it tastes chalky, and the Scottish blend will not go as well. And I think, Craig, you would say the Scottish blend is made for the purer water up here. Yeah, it is. And it, it gets down to, although you only have two species of tea, um, it's like anything. It's like wine. It's like any, you know, with wine, you've got the different soil, different climate, different terroir, uh, which all affects the characteristic of the grape, which is then turned into the wine. And it's the same with tea. They're grown in different hillsides, different soil types, different water different minerals in the soil and each different species has many 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 different varieties of tea and what uh, the tea companies do it's an actual job is they have a tea taster who will stand and have like 40 cups of all the different teas in front of them and they'll taste them all to get them to blend with all the different water types that are available in the country so yeah absolutely it's a proper it's a proper science, uh, uh, you know, in that respect. I want to be a tea taster now. That's interesting. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> I think it's a good job. Well. I enjoyed wine tasting, but there's downsides to that. I guess the tea taste, if I drank that much tea as mentioned, that would also be a downside, but I wouldn't be drunk. I, thought, I do wonder, what are the other areas of water, like areas of water come from regionally? How do you divide that up? Scottish water seems quite... Um, easy i'd say because because well i don't know how much you guys know about water boards in england but each like area of england has a different water board where which you have to pay for the water you get from said water board and they deal with any complaints whereas all of it's kind of included as one package in scotland so um in london you've got like thames water um yeah. Where, where I grew up, it's Seven Trent. We also then got Anglican and Ang, Ang, um, Anglican one in East yeah. Anglican. We yeah. um, in, I can't say. in the in the part of Shropshire we lived in, we got our our water from Wales, and in another part of Shropshire, I think they get their water from like around Birmingham, which ugh, that doesn't even yeah, sound might appetizing. Be seven Trent. I think it probably is. Um, but I remember during the drought, a couple of, well, when we were down there, there was a year that there was a drought and they were then taking water from Wales to plumb into the water in London, which was, to me, mind-blowing. Absolute, that, to me, is like, wow. What infrastructure must there be under the ground if they can decide, okay, that water now is going to also go to London. Let's just turn the valve. 
That's mad, because then you'd think that you could just have the same water down there rather than it be a monopoly of whichever water board, because you don't get a choice. It's that water board and you get that water. Yeah. And like I said, where I grew up, it was chalky. It's You have to descale a kettle down here. So my kettle up here is clean mm. and you can get descaler things. And I'm like, oh, I don't need them because the water's that good. Yeah. The thought about English water blew my mind when I first went to England to stay was um, mm. that you have to pay for the water. Like unlimited water, apparently a luxury. It is. Like when I explained when I was back then and I came up, and people didn't realise that the water, you can just use as much as you want because it's included with the council tax in Scotland. It makes a big difference. You, you can get a fixed rate in England, but you'd have to use a lot. Otherwise, you pay by how much you use. So, but different yeah. parts of Scotland have obviously got different water. I mean, Glenn, where you and I grew up, uh, they bottled that water and sell it as Strathmore Springs. But, you know, it's, it's basically tap water where we are. But you go into other parts of Scotland, like into the cities, and the water's absolutely rank. Maybe it comes from the Tay then, or the rivers. Well, I'm thinking more like Glasgow. I remember going to Glasgow and, and having water out of a tap, and I thought it was the most disgusting thing I'd ever tasted. So I guess, yeah, how do they how do they taste for Scottish water? Because there's no such thing as a singular Scottish water. I guess that was your question. Yeah, think, yeah sort of like you need a... You could have an argument for a Glasgow blend then for their particularly mm -hmm. not great mm -hmm. water. That's true. That'd be quite interesting. We should maybe, well, it's hard for us to tell at the moment. We should take the tea bags to different areas and yeah. go like on a tea trip. I'm thinking I'm going to take my dozen or so plants and start making my own blend for all the different regions of Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> We'd have to get all their water as well, though, to test yeah. and see what it tastes like. But another idea <laughs> for another day. How is the tea before we let, we let it get cold, Glenn? Well, this tea is, it's fine. It's a pretty regular breakfast tea. I mean, it's from, it's Aldi's. Yes, I get Aldi and Lidl mixed up. It's Aldi's. It was 89 pence for 50 Whoa, bags. So cheap. not the most yeah. expensive. That's cheap for tea. And I think how much the Wittard's pack cost. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I worked out um, how much per tea bag it was. Not this cheap no it's about 16 pence a bag mm. which is quite a lot but um yeah it's you know as a basic breakfast tea it's fine that's probably not what they want to put on <laughs> the back of the box it's fine but you know. uh, uh, you have a tea rating yeah. people doing the tea Quite, like on books, you're saying there's by a famous tea taster, this tea is fabulous for whatever reason. We should include that. We can have a job. We'll yeah. ask for it. <laughs> tea quotas. Not catching on? No. Both your faces are saying <laughs> it's not. <laughs> uh, yeah. The more you were talking, uh, the less I thought that was a good idea. <laughs> okay, fine. I, I tried it. It's not good. Sometimes just we'll the headliner on. is what you should leave it at. The headline, okay, and just not not the blurb. We just want yeah. the headline, okay? Yeah. Tea tasting. <laughs> Do we have any more tea facts comments before we move to gin? Mm, well, why would we have? Well, because on the the Scottish blending thing, I did uh, I did a little research before, and. Um, I came across a tea which is of particular interest to this podcast, but through another means, 
because I was looking for the Scottish water tea or tea for Scottish water. And there's this company in, I'm going to look this up so we don't get it wrong, in Edinburgh called E-Ticket, yes. I think is yes. how it's pronounced. You do different, lots of different um, flavours of tea um, and they do a Scottish blend tea called Keep Your Heat, <laughs> which is apparently a limited edition. Ooh, so if you want it. it, and talking of waterboard, and talking of waterboards, it's in collaboration with Scottish mm. Water. Wow! Mm. Okay. So they've brought in the experts. <laughs> yes. But then, when I was browsing their shop, I found the tea, which is really what you would be interested in. I love Harris. Gin tea. Ooh. Ooh. We need that. We, we need, need that. the need the tea gin. <laughs> um so which looks interesting. It is a um a decaf tea. Mm. Yeah, not so keen. And I don't know what everyone's thoughts on that are, but it certainly seems to um We should try that. Would be of yeah. interest. I, I want to try. I don't we should think, buy that. I don't think I've ever had the Isle of Harris gin actually. I may have, but it would have been I years haven't. ago. So that would be quite interesting, that one. And then we could stop rambling on about tea. We could stop doing half an hour on tea and half an hour on gin and just do like 40 minutes on just the same thing. Well, we could also buy the Isle of Harris gin and like mix it Ooh, with the tea. Wow. And see if it makes yes, it stronger. That makes a much better idea. I like that. Yeah. I'd, I'd, <coughs> we'll add more gin as we go, <laughs> you know increase the gin levels so by the end it'll just be like gin, gin. and no tea <laughs> um that company we should tag them uh, in the social medias etiquette i tried and i'm the reason i'm saying we should tag them is when i was a student in edinburgh i and doing all my research and study on tea and blah 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 and i was growing tea and and stuff at, at uni um in proper botanical garden proper growing chambers and all that kind of thing um I applied to Etiquette for a job and they didn't even get back to me. And I gave them all this wonderful passion and information about <gasps> tea and they didn't even get back to me. So, huh. How rude of them. Exactly. They didn't know what they were missing. Yeah, and that's the importance of a good HR manager. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, maybe one day. I don't know if you go and work with tea now or just grow your own tea, but... I'm going to fill this a thousand acres of tea. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that tea note, I don't know what you call a tea note. Um, disappointing? I don't know. Sometimes I can't think. I was trying to make a kind of bridge, Craig, to the next bit, and it failed miserably. Talking about lifetime disappointments and turning to narcotics, what gin are you drinking tonight? <laughs> That's not any better. <laughs> That's not any better. But yes, Glenn, what gin are you drinking? <laughs> well. Oh, dear. Uh, mainly, I'm drinking two gins. Ooh. Wow. Two, you're two, gin two teas and two gins, Glenn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of. Um, but this one's for a good comparison because I have... This Fintons gin, which is Lidl's own brand gin, because there was a discussion or a brief passing mention before yeah. about that they are okay, quite good gins, perhaps. Mm -hmm. 
and Grayson's London Dry Ooh, Gin. Okay. I like what they've called them. They sound like, you know, when you say Fintons, it reminds me of that, that dog Fenton that got called. And then Grayson's also yeah. reminds me of some sort of like person's dog. <laughs> well, like Grayson's and yeah. Fintons. Sounds like a law firm, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, The partners. (laughs) It's not what I call. I'd not. It's not what I'd add to a gin name, but I can see where they're going with it. There's, there's a story. There is an extra little uh, story about Grayson's gin. It wasn't always called Grayson's gin. It was called Grayson's. Now, in Ireland, it had a different name. It was called Corley's. Okay. Because this is the gin formerly known as Oliver Cromwell, a gin that might yes. not be done well in Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. That makes sense. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I was laughing there, yeah. not because of the story, but because we were talking about. I thought the name sounded like dogs, and then I could hear uh, yeah. Max Craig's dog, dog was, having a drink in the background. He was, he was thirsty. Dog. He was having his gin. Yeah, he was gin in his bowl. He's. It's not really gin. Don't worry. Craig is not feeding his dog gin. At least that's what we say for the podcast. Uh, I like to hope. <laughs> I'm not sure a dog would drink gin anyway. Well, he doesn't like gin really. Um, he likes white wine. Um, he likes some red wine. He certainly <laughs> likes a Bailey's. But no, I, he's not a massive fan of gin. Well, okay. That, that's another thing to question. Do dogs like gin? <laughs> we don't know. We don't know. Of course, I'm just joking. Back to Glenn's Grayson's gin. That was quite interesting. Are you mixing the gin? Because I can see you're pouring, Glenn. Are you putting stuff with it or are you going to try it neat, you know, to to at least try it? I have my go-to mixer, which is slightly controversial in some circles, which we'll get to. But um, I will try it neat (laughs) or to to start with, to try and get the flavours and smell the aromas properly. It's called doing it. Sophie style. <laughs> Glenn has coined a phrase. Like, like you, you can come back, Glenn, if you're coining phrases. <laughs> this is Sophie style, okay. <laughs> and I can, I can actually do it. I, well, or you can see my face, judge yeah, for yourself. Yeah, we, we can testify Glenn is trying the gin neat. So... That's the Grayson's. What flavours are you? Is it burning your throat? Because Craig was going on, if he tries it neat, it burns his throat, and I just don't feel it anymore. No. Mm-hmm. It's, but it's, I mean, as far as gin goes, it's fairly unremarkable. <laughs> okay. I mean, again, this is great podcast content, but I have a, a, a bonus gin, which is mm, slightly okay. more interesting. Okay. Um, but, you know, I was buying bog standard gins, so. It's, you know, if you're, you know, needing a gin, I think it would do all right. Okay. Not the most expensive So which gin. one? That no. was the one from Aldi's, was it? Or, or Lidl's? That was, the, that was the Aldi's Grayson's artist, formerly known as Oliver Cromwell. <laughs> um, and then the Fintons, which is the Lidl gin, which is available in a smaller bottle. Because I had to buy a big bottle of the other one. Does it come with a story, Glenn? Or was this one just storyless? Oh uh, no, that one's just called Fintons. It, at, at no point had an ill-advised name. <laughs> okay. Oh, Glenn, Glenn's try this one neat as well. We'll see if you can taste the difference. That's a different shop, Sophie. 
Das ist selbstverständlich. <lacht> 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 yeah, I can't coin that phrase. <lacht> And I must say, the little ones, it tastes stronger, but it's not. That's more of a, not, it's not really bad, but it's <lacht> perhaps slightly overpowering in flavor. Okay. So well done, Aldi's for an unremarkable gin and Lidl's for it's not a really bad gin. So that's that's excellent. <laughs> that's on the bottle, isn't I mean, it? I would, what, <laughs> what I would say is I probably do have a preference, which is the unremarkable <laughs> one rather than the, you know, that's, you know, again, it's fine, you know. But if anybody was interested in a, in just, you know, these basic gins, mm, I guess. Yeah. Go to Aldi. I was the Aldi one, but you can't get it in a small bottle. Okay. I guess if you're going to be making gin infusions or something, but it doesn't really matter what the gin base is, you could go for one of those. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, and I suppose even if you're doing infusions, I suppose I would, not that I know that much about it, but probably recommend the Grayson's anyway, because I do feel like the Fintons is slightly, is slightly overpowering. Okay. okay. Or could be that might wrestle your other flavors. Okay. And you said and you mix them? I mix them, I do. My, my, my go to mixer is Iron Brew. Oh, amazing. Craig's <laughs> <laughs> just laughing because Glenn produced the Iron Brew bottle. <laughs> like with a wow. flourish, here is the Iron Brew. Is, what, is it pure Iron Brew? Um, yes, it is. Well, I mean, I suppose that's of some debate. Yes. It is the iron brew with some sugar in it, but not the <laughs> not iron brew as we used to know it. No, because they changed the recipe. But I have a bottle of the old style recipe downstairs when they were selling them again. And I know they're like rare. Keep it. Keep it. It'll be worth about a million pounds in five years. Uh, it's in the old glass bottle when they brought it back for a bit. Mm. And it was good. And I know that the cans, I found some out of date cans uh, at work. That, that had been in the back of the old style iron brew, which was interesting. So they're probably going to be worth a bit because people want them. So I am, um, but yeah, I quite enjoy a gin and iron brew, <clears throat> which some people think is weird. No. I, um, I can't say, I've, I've never tried it. I have. On Glenn's recommendation, I tried it. It was actually really quite nice. Like, you know, I don't mix gin, but I did enjoy it with iron brew because I like iron brew. Because the one thing to be careful of is um, if you're ordering a gin and iron brew, I once got um, the barman asked in the same glass, like, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is the, the Grayson's and an iron brew, which is quite nice. Oh, does it improve it? Mm. Um, yeah. it's um, And what I would say about gin and iron brew in general is I'll go and try the the Fintons as well, is that it? you get an almost sherbet-y flavour from Ooh. it. So if you like that, mm. then... Oh, that's interesting. Because I've got... I suppose. I've got a sherbet gin that I'm going to try. So I, I could might try that with the Iron Brew at some point and see whether it makes it really sherbet-y because it's mm. um, pineapple sherbet gin, which will come in a later podcast. That might be... Yes, a good combination, but I can definitely um, recommend trying a gin and iron brew if you haven't tried it. It might not be for you, 
but I think it's um, one you might not not think of. So yeah, yeah, I'll give that a bash sometime. Me too. On the topic of iron brew, because we're talking about water, iron brew tastes different in England. Uh, I, yeah. that's the ex- that's the export stuff. It's the export stuff, but <laughs> I, I it tastes different because when I, I used to try it as a child down in England, and then when I came up to Scotland for the first time and tried it, it tastes different. And this was with the old recipe for both, and it, there is a difference in taste. So, so it's a bit like Irish Guinness and rest mm. of the world Guinness. Exactly. Yeah, they they keep the good stuff for themselves, Scotland, understandably, and send everything else out. That's Iron brew in adverted commas, but yeah, try it from like somewhere in England next time when eventually we get to, to visit and then see what you think. But I, I definitely think there's a difference in taste. Interesting. What gin are you drinking tonight, Sophie? Oh well, I didn't want to give away the gin because it's one that I want to talk about at a later date. But it is a local right. gin and it is good. So I'm just drinking it to enjoy with it because I wanted to see what Glenn had. And also Glenn's other mystery gin I've also tried, so I can tell you about that as well. And um, mm. yeah, it'd be good. Are you trying a gin, Craig? What have you got? I am. I got after our second podcast uh, episode with M and we were talking about the Whitley Neal range of flavours. Um, I did eventually get the Quince gin, Ooh. which I am drinking now. Um, the cu- first thing to say is the color is fantastic. I just love the color of it. <laughs> um, it's kind of like this almost golden, saffrony kind of viscousy liquid. So that's a positive. The negative is that, like many of these flavor gins, I find them extremely sweet and I feel like my teeth are about to fall out of my face. Yep, so. That's the only downside to all of these flavoured gins. But the taste is beautiful. I wouldn't say it was ex- overly quincy. You know, okay. if I picked a quince off of a bush, I'm not getting quince, but I am getting this very lovely sweet fruit flavour from it. Okay. Um, I've mixed mine with uh, the, um, well, what's it, the, the fancy tonic because it Beaver is tray. a bit more... Fever tree, yeah, because it's it's the Indian fever tree because it's a bit more bitter. It's got more quinine in it, so it's got more of a bitterness to try and counterbalance that sweetness, sweet viscosity. But I have to say, it on its own, if it, for me it was too sweet, but I could drink a sip or two of it in a schnapps glass or something, just a little shot of it as a longer drink. I think even with that bitter tonic, it's still a bit too sickly. So I think I would instead make that with a soda water. Okay. I remember trying... But I am enjoying it. That's good, because I, 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 I've never tried quince, as I said, but I quite like the quince Whitley Neal, even though I didn't know what quince tasted like, because, of course, I tried it neat and didn't mix it. And it was quite interesting. It is not my favourite, but it has nice flavours. It's interesting that you're saying that with it to kind of counteract that it's almost too sweet as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I find that with all of these flavoured gins, that's kind of why I always go for a clear gin, mm-hmm. you know, a, a pure gin, if you like, because I hate overly sweet drinks. And uh, I would certainly never buy this in a bar. I'll, I'll finish that, you know, I'll finish that bottle. But um, I, it kind of puts me off other Whitley Neal flavoured gins 
Um, because the bottle, you know, you're spending like 20-odd quid on a bottle. Yep. That's not... If you got them in lots and you do get them little sample pieces, you do. I would maybe try those. Um, but, I, that I, you know, I think I'm going to return back to... And it's partly the reason that if I'm buying gin out and about and I just want a, a sort of bog-standard gin, I go for Gordon's because... It's not disgusting and it's not sweet and it's just quite a, a refreshing gin. But generally, a, a clear, a clear gin is is what I go for. So it was a bit of a risk going for that, but I love quinces so much that I wanted to try it. Um, I think I'm going to uninvite myself to the Whitney Whitley Neal party <laughs> that we've been discussing. <laughs> you could try some of them. The quince wasn't the best. The, the one I thought was the best, I don't know if you've tried any of them, Glenn, but I, I like, I think it's the blood orange and the raspberry because they still, you still had the tartness from the raspberry so it didn't feel too sweet because mm. I, I, I like mm. sweet things but I don't like too sweet gin mm-hmm. unless it's purposefully sweet. I know that I've got a bottle of bubblegum gin waiting for me. <laughs> from from a friend for a belated uh, birthday present when I can finally see them. How is that made? Just, you know, deep thin hubba bubba? I have no idea. <laughs> Possibly, because <laughs> I made bubblegum ice cream last year and I used bubblegum flavouring, so you can buy it, and it was really good. And bubblegum is my favourite ice cream. It was. So it's why we've got been, been bought bubblegum gin. So that'll be interesting to try. I think it will hopefully appeal to my sweet tooth and my bubblegum love. Although I don't actually like bubblegum, like chewing it that much, just the flavouring. But your your bubblegum ice cream was delicious. And I don't like bubblegum at all because, again, it's too sweet. But your ice cream was flipping amazing. I was impressed. It was, it was really the good. first ice cream I'd made yeah. with like our ice cream pot thing. Mm-hmm. So, And then I made rhubarb ice cream, which is also very good, actually. And that was on the same day that my partner and your partner uh, decided they would use the mincer to mince a cheese sandwich to see what it would look like. Yeah, that was disgusting. The less said, the better. <laughs> <laughs> I was just wondering when is the gin ice cream coming? <gasps> yes. Ooh. All right. I'm going to have to Ooh, yeah. pick a good gin and make gin ice cream when we can all meet again, hopefully in the summer, and then we can try the gin ice cream. So that's my mission with the with the big like pot thing. Yeah, def- definitely a challenge. I'll rise to it. We'll pick a gin. Maybe not the Graysons. I don't know what. But, but um, it's fine. Okay, well, I could try it. Is it better <laughs> it's unremarkable. Than, is it better than Gordon's, Glenn? Um, without, just from my memory of Gordon's, yes, probably a touch better. Oh, okay. You'll have to get that one then, Craig, rather than Gordon's. Mm. Go to Aldi. Yeah, I think I've actually had, I think I've already tried that one. Although... I wonder, just while I have gin people here, mm-hmm. I think that normal straight gin smells like carpet. <laughs> I don't know if anybody agrees. Um, <laughs> now you say it, and I have a think about like, you know, if, well, because we, we got new carpets a couple of years ago, and it's kind of that fresh carpet smell. Is that the one you mean? Yes. Like a it must be like the acetate or something that's on the carpet backing. Yeah, because it's the underlay of the carpet, I think underlay has a very distinctive smell because we got new underlay and they took the old underlay out. So I managed to get like wafts of the smell. So I can kind of see what you mean. They might use juniper then. That'd be interesting for us to find out. Do they use juniper in they carpet? Def- <laughs> <laughs> they definitely do 
not used to their carpet. I think the terrifying thing is whatever glue they're using in the carpet, they're also using that in your gin. <laughs> I think that's probably the, the reality. Aww. However, I love the fact that you said underlay three times in the row and it made me think of El Nombre. El Nombre. Yep. I do, you know, for people who can speak Spanish, later on after El Nombre realised that that was really bad Spanish. <laughs> was it? Oh, yeah, God. well, El Nombre, El Nombre doesn't mean the number. It means the name. <laughs> so it's the name. <laughs> I did not know. We should also probably explain. Writing numbers in the desert, what, what this is, it was like, because it's not around anymore, but I guess it, you know no. it. So, And I know it, even though we did go to the same yeah. school. It was a, a, a show in primary in school. Yeah. Or this little, like, was he a mouse or a rat? It's a little... Little, like, little mouse? Yeah. Right? Mouse, yeah. Dressed as like Zorro. Zorro. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah. he wrote numbers and taught you about numeracy. <laughs> yeah. And not <laughs> literacy, obviously. <laughs> and not Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I, th- I just always assumed that it was the numbers. I didn't think. <laughs> yeah. That's amusing. I mean, I, mean, I, I, see, I see how they, they made that mistake. Yeah, a, a, a little bit of elementary Spanish would have saved, <laughs> saved them the embarrassment if it is an embarrassment. Oh, I kind of want to watch again, but that's for another day. Shall we move to your other gin, Glenn, before we go to our world famous game, which I have prepared this week. I was saying no. to Craig that I did not spend ages. So we spent ages of, because, you know, it's then me editing me going, uh, I've actually got them ready for you, Glenn. So we're good. Well, Okay. Well, I'm re- I'm I'm ready. I've I've thought tactics, and it's just oh. go with my gut. So I will yeah. be like dun dun dun, rapid fire. Okay, but we'll we'll so. do your other gin because I I have interesting things to say about this gin. But I'll let you introduce so. it and tell us about it. Okay. Well, this is um, <clears throat> the Brewdog Lone Wolf Gin, and I think Brewdog do three or four different gins. They do. Uh, we'll talk about what my um, favourite of it at another time. It, it's the cactus one. It's great. Ah. But, oh, I want to yes, try that one. It's good. This one is the cloudy lemon gin, which, as you can see, I've drank most of it. Ah. So <laughs> you must like it. And it, and it does. The bottle is actually quite a cloudy colour as well. And yeah. um, when you pour it out. So I have to say, I hadn't realised that Brewdog were making. Um, you know the connections hadn't made up because I knew that they'd been for this time last year making hand sanitizer or donating hand sanitizer, but I hadn't quite worked out why they would be making pure alcohol. So now it makes sense because they make gin. Yeah, they hadn't realised that they've been making their original gin for quite a few years. Um, I don't know if they've, they've gone into the whiskey market like we were talking about with Eden Mill last last week about the fact. Yeah. I suspect it probably stills. will, won't they? Because they're such a Scottish company that yeah. it seems kind of natural that they will and perhaps they're yeah as like eden mill in the gin business for the same reason that um yeah. once they've made some whiskey they'll have some stills right. sitting yeah and um, still yeah sorry um, <laughs> indeed but yeah that that's why we were thinking from that so how is but, the gin have you tried it neat before or are you trying it neat for the uh, first time I, Mm, I've, I think I have tried it neat before, but it's not how we would normally drink it. But I'll go Sophie style, and um... I, I'm going to say 
for this gin, this is the only one I don't go Sophie style because I can't drink it neat because it's that sour. <laughs> That's my interesting fact oh, about really? it because I have tried. Yeah, it's too it's, much. It makes my wow. face like pucker up yeah. and I cannot have it neat. So I've had to mix it when I try this and that's why I'm not such a big fan. And I would agree, especially having just uh, drank it there. It is a little bit, yeah, it's just a little bit too much on its own. It smacks you so, in the face like the yes. like the tea. What's he mixing it with? What I find is a good combination for the lemon gin is lemonade. And I agree. So you, put, you just put your lemonade in and it just takes that bitter edge off. Yep. And it's a lot better. Have you tried it with cloudy lemonade? Cloudy lemonade's my other top tip for it. Oh. Like double not, cloudy, just, it kind of counteracts it. Didn't Cloudy Lemonade sing for Germany in the Eurovision a couple of years ago? I have no idea, but you telling me that. I used to, when I went to Germany, like, was it, was it family every year? I always used to buy Cloudy Lemonade or Cloud, I used to call it the Cloudy Lemonade or Cloudy Lemonada. And it was like, as described. And that's what I always had when I went over and I got to drink it when I went to the summer. And I said, it's my grandma. So you've just reminded me of that. I don't know if they're in Eurovision. I can't remember all the bands. No, Sophie, that was a joke. That was a joke. Oh. <laughs> I'm slow on the uptake. It's the gin. You just ruined it. Never mind. <laughs> I gave you a story instead. I'm sorry. Well, we like hearing your stories. Uh, Glenn, <laughs> back to you. Oh, so yes, the um, the uh, Lone Wolf Cloudy Lemon Gin, especially with uh, a bit of lemonade, is I, I think very nice. It's very refreshing. So I would definitely recommend it, if especially if you like lemon. It is quite. I have a bitter. question for you, Glenn. This is another controversial one, which we've uh, addressed a little bit, but not in any great depth with any of our guests. Actually, I absolutely love of um, ice. Normally, in my gins and stuff, I don't actually have a freezer because I'm a total hippie. But if I'm out and about, I'll have honestly half the glass or the full glass full of ice, and then just topped up the gin. But Sophie doesn't at all like ice in her gin. Where do you land on? At home, I don't make a special effort to put ice in. And I, I do own a freezer. So, you know, the, the possibility is there. And I choose not to exercise it. <laughs> oh, I will take ice in gin. Like, that's the only thing. Because when we went to like the gin festival with the Whitley Neal, they put ice in with the gin and I would drink it with the ice. And I think I mentioned I use whiskey stones instead of ice when not to dilute it and it still has the cold. So I would recommend that. Whiskey stones, gin stones, all the same. Kidney stones, ultimately. No. No. No? No. As long as you're following up all your alcoholic beverages with water, you should be fine. Yeah, exactly. Well, the ice is actually good because then it dilutes the gin with, with that for the water, so you get both. I actually think when you've got such a sweet syrupy gin, and it's interesting that you said that Whitley Neal did this, I think putting ice in that would make it a much more enjoyable drink. Yeah, they mixed with ice. They um, pretty much, the, the big glass that Lynn showed us, like that we had on the picture for that podcast, that's the glass they gave us, and they'd filled yeah. a Whitney Neal with that and fruit and ice and the mixer of your choice, which I chose not to take. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was good. So Lone Wolf, Cloudy Lemon, a hit with Glenn. Yes, it is. I, I actually, in experimenting before coming on, I, I invented 
a, a gin drink, Ooh. which I actually, I think had the potential to be bad. If you're interested, I can review it for you now. Sure. Is it like well, a cocktail? Yeah, review it. So it's, it's, like, it's like a cocktail in that it has more than two <laughs> ingredients. But, um, <laughs> That's all right. We like to so, talk about sort of cocktails on this show. So yeah. um, this is a special Aldi cocktail. Okay. So you can so take some... pretty unremarkable. You take your, your fine gin. <laughs> you put that in the glass like so. You then take your, you can take some Aldi lemonade. Ah. So far. (laughs) So So far we're doing good. So standard. So you top up a little bit lemonade, like so. And one thing I am a fan of, outside of gin and tea, is shandy. Okay. Oh, okay. So what I tried was, I have some of the, Brewdog getting a good mention here. The Brewdog Ald IPA. And Aldi. <laughs> and Aldi. We can say that Sophie and I aren't affiliated with any of these companies, but we can't for certain say that Glenn isn't affiliated with Aldi. It feels I like he's bought him. I am I'm, I'm affiliated with Aldi or Brewdog, even though I've said both of well, I mean I prefer the Aldi one, but you know, trust me, I'm not. I mean honest guff. I think it's close to where, like, closest shop, one of them, isn't it? So I think that's more helping. So if you oh. want to stock Glenn, you just need to find your nearest Aldi and hope that he, he's there. <laughs> so it's like that looks a gin... flipping lovely. A gin shandy. So it's a shaldy... Shaldy? That's the cocktail name called. now. That's what it's called. Yeah, it's a shaldy. I hadn't named it, but yeah, so, I mean, I guess any IPA would do, but this Aldi IPA with the Grayson's Aldi gin and a bit of lemonade, and I feel like mm. it, it's not, it, it's very nice, very refreshing, at least to my palate. So if you're looking for a slightly less conventional way to drink gin, I, I can recommend it. so lovely. That looks so refreshing, doesn't it, Sophie? That looks really nice. I have to admit, when I was a little boy, I don't know if any of your parents were as neglectful as mine, and I hope my mother never actually hears this podcast, <laughs> although I did tell her about it. Um, you know, when we were babies, we would get whiskey and stuff on our teeth to, if we were teething, blah, blah, blah. However, I do remember that we would come home at lunchtime. I lived near the primary school, and I would go home for lunchtime, and if it was the hot summer, my mother would make us up a little shandy. <laughs> Okay. At lunchtime and send us back to school. How old were you? How old were you, Craig? Primary school age. So, yeah, any age between five and 11. Okay. Um, No, my my parents did not do that. I don't think I tried alcohol till I was, (laughs) you know, quite a lot older. I think I first tried alcohol when I was four or five. But that was, you know, a little sip from the wine glass, you know, not an awful lot. Oh, when we were teething, uh, so what, less than two years old, uh, we would get whiskey on a cotton bud to to send us to sleep. Yeah, that is the old wives' tale, but I guess it works. And um, this, this, I'm surprised I'm not a raging alcoholic. Well, you're not, thankfully. Although I only have alcohol in my fridge. Actually, I don't oh, have any dear. food in not my milk. fridge. Not milk. <laughs> no, okay. Nothing but alcohol. Oh dear. Well, the, the <clears throat> shaldi I would like to try. That looks like a hit. And shall we? 
And I'm <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm going to give you that. Okay. Move on to the game, Glenn. Are you ready? I am ready. Okay. He's just topping off his head there. Yep, he's topping off the Sheldy. And um, we'll go. I've, I've, I've started the music in my head, you know, when I know where I'm going to put it on the track. But let's go. Are you going to keep count this time, Craig? Yes. I've got my pencil at the ready. Okay. Right then. We will start with... Him Brini. Brini. Him Brini. Him Brini. Jen. Yeah, because I still Jen. Yes, well done. You remembered. Um, Bimba. P. No, that's a gin as well. Shock. <laughs> Nilgri. Nilgri. T. It is a T. Burdent. Jen. That's T. And um, if you want to shout what gin I was having, Craig, it's burdened. Ooh, do, 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 do. Oh, God. Combier. Or Combier. I don't know. It's C-O-M-B-I-E-R. Can I get it in a sentence, please? I enjoyed <laughs> uh, um, a mug, a glass of Combier. Not cheese. Uh, tea. Gin. Oh. So your sentence really want- should have been, I got absolutely based on Combria. <laughs> no, because no swears. <laughs> oh, yeah. By my count, I forgot. I can only, only tie with the current high school. Okay, next one. Kombuka. That sounds like a gin. It was a tea. Oh, no. Um, pure. It's P-U-E-R-H. Pure. Gin. A tea. <laughs> It's actually one of the teas I'd like to discuss in upcoming episodes because I've been to the poor tea ceremony while I was in Lijiang in China. Okay. Uh, this Toski. Tea. It is a tea. And then our last one is. Craven. Oh, Carven. Sorry, it's not like the. K A R V E N. Carven. Oh. That has to be a gin, right? It is. Okay. I think you've still got one more. I've only counted nine. I've gone through my list. Uh... <laughs> it doesn't matter anyway. Um, no, I've done that. Have I, have I done... Did you have Nilgri? Yeah. Yeah. Nilgri. I must have missed one. I must have missed one. Well, I've gone through my list, so... I hope... What did Glenn get? According... According to this list, <laughs> according to my scoring, bearing in mind I was a professional teacher, um, you got four out of ten. Uh, in university, that's what we call a pass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can double check which one I missed, and you can remember, but that might take too long. But oh, Glenn, <laughs> I didn't pick nice ones. I was like, I'm going to test you, and I just picked ones I like the name of. Oh, well, yeah. you are our weakest player so far. No, I'm Lynn like... got three and a half. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay, sorry. I apologise. Yes, you're right. Glenn is second. Bottom. No, you're second <laughs> from our guests. We had three guests and you were second. Oh. Okay, middle of the middle of the pack. Yeah. It's, I yeah. Think it's quite a hard game, really. It is. Like, when Craig's been it testing is. me with the other things, it's quite hard as well. Yeah. Like, you could say and especially... Tetley's or Gordon's. 
Yeah, um, especially as well with with Verdant because Verdant was a tea, but Verdant works as a gin. So that's because I, I immediately thought, oh well, I know that because that's a gin, but it I, wasn't. It was. It was. I took it from the tea list and then didn't think that it's the gin I'm actually having because it's not a really well known gin. I only got it because it's made not too far away. So, yeah, I still think you did well, Glenn, because these are hard and. Um, it's hard to tell. It is a guessing game, isn't it? I mean, you're just shooting into a, in a, a, a dark room. It's it's just an educated guessing game. It's an educated guess. Does, does, does it sound Indian or Chinese? It's probably a tea. Otherwise, yeah. it's maybe a gin. Yeah, there are yeah, some yeah. gins that sound like Indian or Chinese, but on the whole, it will be a tea. So, yeah. Well, don't give away our deepest, darkest secrets. Well, no, I won't give them. I just, I just pick. I at least came prepared. So, yeah, I think, I think we'll probably end there. Um, is there any last words you'd like to say, Glenn, about tea, gin, or anything? Um, off the top of my head, no. Okay, that's fine. That's a Craig answer. Craig. Uh, yeah, this week my final words are my teeth are actually just rotting out of my face and I'm going to be billing this show for my dentures. Delightful. And on that um, delightful note, shall we say, or not so delightful note, we'll end. Thank you so much for coming, Glenn. It's been a pleasure. We've learned so much about different teas and different gins you like and we've, and we've made a new cocktail, which I really want to try. Thank what was it called again? Me. A shaldy, right? A shaldy. Yeah, yeah, you've coined shaldy. that. <laughs> and I hope you'll try some other gins neat and some other tea when we get around to those. So, Yes, I'll be um, tasting along with you. <laughs> we can have a taste along. We should do that with everyone at the end. <laughs> Future episode. But yes, thank you everyone for listening. Drink responsibly as usual. And we'll catch you all next week. I don't know what we're going to drink, but we'll pick one. Be a surprise. <laughs> But until then, I'll say goodbye. And Craig's looking at me. You can both say goodbye. Say goodbye. Yeah, sorry. Yes, <laughs> goodbye. Yes, goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>